nobody like this You ain't seen nobody like this You hear my sound all over town singing Good evening and welcome to San Antonio Fancast. Yay. Small steps here. Uh, oh, hold on, hold on, Harry, Harry, Harry. What? Started over. That was the wrong intro, dude. Was it? Yeah, you did the essay roundtable. The high school show. <laughs> oh crap! Hey. <laughs> it's, a start, it's a good start. Man, I'm gonna get this right one of these days. <laughs> That's funny. Well, then. Okay, take two. Uh, <laughs> welcome to San Antonio Fancast, part of the San Antonio Soccer Roundtable Network. Uh, I am your uh, below-average host, Harry. <laughs> <laughs> we call him like we see him. Call him like we see him. Uh, Royce, how are you? Uh, besides correcting me, <laughs> um, dude, tired. Uh, Rex had a basketball game today, and then we had the genius idea of going to the zoo immediately afterwards. And then we went to the grocery store, and now we're here, and we're all tired. And Rex is cranky. It's great. Living, living the dream. Living the dream. So. First of all, uh, Ra- well, let me go through and, and welcome everybody. Rafa, uh, welcome. Uh, how are you? Uh, how was your trip up uh, north to the far north uh, to uh, to Austin? Um, you know, the land to, of the frozen. To the frozen tundras of, of Cedar Park, Texas. <laughs> <laughs> land of the fallen trees. But seriously, hope everybody's safe. Uh, I, you know, I know some people were. I think I saw eighty hours without electricity. We did that a couple of years ago. No fun. So hopefully everybody's safe and, and sure. you know uh, able to go through there. Uh, but glad you were able to make it up there safely for uh, uh, here. Robert, uh, the Kirk Cousins of the show, uh, how are you doing? I'm doing absolutely well. And uh, I want to comment that uh, that do-over for the intro. Imagine if the Broncos had that for the Russell Wilson trade. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I'm just saying they could use a do-over <laughs> if it was that easy. Uh, well, I'm good though. I, oh, well, this is a this is a soccer show, not our you know, section one fourteen, so we won't go into that here. I'm sure the Vikings want to do over on their playoff run as well. So, so something that you guys may be aware of, not aware of here, uh, but we are now on Facebook under the San Antonio Soccer Roundtable and uh, San Antonio or yeah, SAFC Fan Cast page. Uh, we're on Twitter on both the SAFC FanCast and SA Soccer Roundtable. Uh, we're on the SA Soccer uh, YouTube 
channel here. And we're also on, uh, you know, uh, the SA Soccer Roundtable Twitch channel. So if you're uh, joining us from Twitch, uh, thank you for joining in uh, for that here. Uh, like I said, I just think this is the first time we we're able to dust off uh, the Twitch handle here. So exciting news for what, season six, you know, I think is what we're in now uh, for that here. So camp's open, guys. Uh, you know, camp equals cold. Uh, as always here. So uh, we'll start with you, uh, Royce. Uh, I know you've got some news that you were able to gather from uh, Mr. Jonathan Check and, and just uh, other uh, followings that you and, the, you and the boys have caught. Yeah. Um, let's see. So preseason camp is opened. Um, the weather, cold. Um, all of the, um, pretty much all the South, uh, South American-based players, um, and some of the Caribbean players were all wearing big puffy jackets. The uh, <laughs> train is pretty funny. And the only one that really wasn't in anything out of the ordinary was uh, Connor Maloney, who was in his element in the very Pittsburgh weather that came down here. So, yeah, that sounds about right. And even if it was hot, even if it was zero degrees outside, I still expect Connor Maloney to be the typical Iron Man that he is. And it's amazing that we went kind of from uh, Greg Cochran to Maloney, two of incredible Ironmen of San Antonio FC. Uh, it's, it's great, great to have them and to be able to say that they were that they played for a team for sure. Um, as far as a uh, backup goalkeeper, um, that's been a question for this offseason, obviously, Farzan. But we've been wondering, are they going to go out and get a, a, a proven uh, backup goalkeeper? Well, we can say for sure that in camp, um, Jude Bosshard, uh, academy goalkeeper, is in camp, as well as Carlos Mercado. Um, he's also in camp, so it kind of seems like they may be battling for a, for a backup spot. So, um, so we'll see. Uh, we'll see what comes of that. Um, we also have an update on PC. Um, he is working out with the team. But he kind of has like a non-contact jersey on. He's still, um, still recovering from his uh, his what do we want to call it rib slash spleen injury. Um, so he's still in the rehab process of that. But he should be back in four to six weeks. So that's not too big of a concern for the season. And PC is definitely one of those guys that you don't mind if he misses some of the beginning of the season. Um, just so later in the season he has a bit more. We also you, you say that, but according to Jonathan Check in a, in a tweet that he put out, he said it's about originally said uh, four to six weeks, and then he kind of brought it down to four, four weeks. So that would put probably beginning of April uh, before he returns to um, full training. Uh, so I guess the question for you, Robert and Rafa, would be: be Hold on, hold on. Beginning of April, it's the beginning of February. Four to six weeks is. Yeah, March. yeah. So he won't miss anything. Uh, he may not. He may not. But they, but they may slow play it with him, and they may kind of, yeah. they may kind of just wait and just take their time and let him come in later. But um, let's, yeah, let's stop there. I uh, have a couple more news bits, but oh, sorry, uh, Rafa. Um, uh, how do you feel about the uh, Mercado versus Bosshart? Um, uh, competition in camp as well as uh, PC's uh, recovery. 
I mean, I, I don't know, don't know the reason why McCarthy wasn't back last year. <laughs> I mean, and then to bring him back this year. Um, I, I mean, that's good for him because he, he I mean, he, I think he's, he's a decent backup, but I, I was thinking they were going to go more towards the experience direction, but since he is familiar with the system and the, some of the majority of the players, like I said, you know, I don't mind, I don't mind that, you know, I don't know if they tried to maybe assign Grant and Grant maybe wanted to go somewhere else to start. And so, the, it's, you know, the options are either Jude or, or Mercado. So I, I wouldn't be surprised if they bring in maybe a third to see, to give them the maybe with more experience. Cause we did, that's what happened last year. We had three, <laughs> three number ones in camp. So I want to see, be, be surprised that. And as far as with PC, I kind of had a feeling that with, with that injury, it was it's, it was going to take him some time, and there really is no rush for him. I know we want to get him into the season, but he's got to get in game shape. It's going to take a while. Then who knows? You know, he, he may be a little hesitant, maybe running with especially with those ribs. You know, maybe to put on some of the, you know, how the quarterbacks are in the NFL wear that that old padding around there, which I wouldn't be surprised. But I don't know that'll even sl- maybe slow him down from it. But I'm glad he'll be ready to go because uh, it's not prolonging you know, the season, like some of the other injuries we've had, like it took about maybe two months to get in. So it'll be, uh, hopefully we'll get it by April. Yeah. Football, football calls the attachment that goes below the pads, either a flak jacket or a rib protector mm-hmm. uh, in baseball. When we knew that we were going up against a pitcher that was either wild, uh, he, number one could throw hard was wild and like to dominate the inside of the plate. And you were probably going to get a hit. We would wear like a, like a wetsuit top. Uh, just that that spandex would help. Uh, and I don't think running around with the rib injury is going to be too much. I think as physical as PC is, he yeah, he can't have anybody come run into him, elbow him in the ribs because he will be affected by that. And like I said, how physical PC is, it's going to happen. So he definitely wants to – we want to make sure he's 100% before he gets I think the one concern I have is not so much the ribs, it's more of the spleen. Right. Because right. that's surgery for that. I, I'm, I'm, for sure. I'm concerned with that. Because you don't want to get him to get some internal injury and bleeding and stuff. Ribs heal, but spleen's a whole different story. Yeah, for sure. And Robert, uh... I would say like just to echo the sentiment of like why rush him back? Like why not just you know? But the key at this point, if if that's going to be the the what they're intending to do is just like at this point we got to look for depth, like look for someone to kind of spell him in the meantime, or just depth in general. That's kind of one thing that. Is, is on the table. And, and just to piggyback off that, you know, heading into the goalkeeping position, the one thing with Jude, if I'm not mistaken, he was he got a knee injury at some point last year to kind of put him out. And then Mercado, I always saw things that made me think that he could be that backup that we need. But, I mean, not to, I guess, bash on him, but the telltale sign is like when it came to uh, Cardoni's injury, they brought him far for the reason that, Mercado was ready to go, yet they brought in someone else with more experience and almost like makes me feel that there may be some hesitance or lack of trust in a key situation to where maybe they're not ready to make him the exclusive backup, maybe the third keeper if they're going to, you know, have three keepers. So I think they're still going to be looking for an experienced backup, you know, just in the event that something does happen to far. Hopefully not, but... I would, I would, I would definitely agree that obviously they they're going to keep their options open. They're going to keep looking as we're going to get to in a second. They definitely are looking for uh, 
to fill out the roster and, and we'll see if uh, those two are going to be the backup or if they're looking elsewhere to find a deal. I, I, I don't think it's any slight against uh, Mercado, um, the uh, 2021 playoff run uh, that they emergency signed Jordan Farr. I think Farr was just available. And I think San Antonio probably just put a feeler out to uh, uh, League One and the championship uh, to all the teams and we're like, do you have a keeper we can sign? Do you have a keeper we can sign? What's the cost? And I think they just made it work with Far with Indy kind of wanting to move on. Uh, dumb decision, by the way. Uh, awful decision by Indy Eleven. Um, so we'll see. Um, uh, we'll see what happens when they come here uh, later in the season. But uh, thank you, thank you, Indy Eleven. Jordan Far is uh, wonderful. I yeah. think it's a great decision. <laughs> yeah, fair. Why has Indy Eleven made any good decisions? Well, they they now have the 2018-2019 USL All Star team, so we'll they see do. if we'll see how that goes for them. No, Chelsea did the same thing, and <laughs> look at them. They're rising last year, drawing with Fulham. <laughs> um, so, uh, moving on with uh, preseason news, um, we did see that Big Sam is in camp for St. Louis City FC for their. Um, uh, for their MLS team, and he scored in their uh, previous um, um, preseason match, which is exciting. Um, and we're definitely going to follow him um, uh, j- just to have news on him because, I mean, he's, he's our guy last season. Um, at the same rate, mm, it's MLS. I, I, I have I, – I don't support the league, so I'm not going to pay that much attention, but at the same time, it's Big Sam. we got to pay attention, so yeah. – so, so we'll, we'll get past it. We'll get past it for you, Sam. Um, and uh, speaking of players from last season, um, kind of the big news that came up. Harry, if you want to prompt it up. Pirano's back. Look at that. El Crack. I won't lie. El Crack kind of, I was like, what? Just, you know, uh, I'll, I'll just say, I didn't know that was a nickname. And then somebody asked, hey, what was El Crack? And Yeah. It, and they found out what it was. Right. It's a really good player. That's pretty much all <laughs> yeah, it like means. It's a South American thing. It's, a it, it's very much a South American thing for sure. <laughs> um, but yeah, let's relive this fun. Uh, whoop! Let's do the Chris Bergman. Whoop! Yeah. Just unbelievable. And Both I know the Louisville that, fans love that. Oh, uh, <laughs> it's the best. It's and the creativity. Patino finishes it up. Um, yeah. The, uh, Somebody tweeted um, uh, with this video, uh, and it went viral, um, and it was, uh, what did it say? Um, I don't watch uh, second divi- or lower lower tier, lower league yeah. soccer because there's no talent, and then shows this video, and yeah. oh my goodness, this is just ridiculous. Oh my God. Yeah, not that. I remember I was sitting in the bunker when that happened, and I was like, are did I just see what I think I just saw? <laughs> Unbelievable. And um, I'm super excited that he gets a full preseason um, with the squad, which is going to be huge. He's already physically bigger. I think he just needs to get in play shape. He needs to get those reps. And I think that's the problem uh, that he wasn't getting in Portugal. I don't think he – he obviously wasn't getting the play time. Um uh, Pop, no, I I, I looked at I looked at his numbers and he, he 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 very even when he got loaned out to the team over in in Greece right he very rarely got uh, 
you know, you know, got the minutes. Uh, and that's for like, and, and and how's the player going to be in good form if you don't think don't give the guy minutes? I mean, he goes to Paco Zafiera. Um, they are they happen to be the best team um, in Portugal for a while last season. Uh, I don't think they quite won the championship, but they're very close to winning the championship. They're toward the top of the table. They didn't play him once. Um, and another never made the scene. Not even he didn't, didn't play him. He didn't even make the right. senior roster. He never even made the 18 for any game day. And a big thing that uh, hampered Pirano's progress in Portugal was uh, they had shut down the U23 and the U18 leagues. So he couldn't play any soccer out there, just be, uh, be in training. Um, and obviously they, they never gave him a chance. Um, and kind of their, uh, um, their karma for that is that, they're going to get relegated. They're the worst team in Portugal now. Um, and they are trying to offload any contract they possibly can. So they obviously offloaded Piranos. And from what has been reported, um, he doesn't, he is no longer contracted with Paco Sefiera in, uh, um, in Portugal. And he is a sanitary. Well, he was a free agent, once yeah. again. So. Do you that, think that they just released him, or you know, you think it's one of those like whatever, San Antonio FC mutually declined? Whatever they could ways? do, whatever they could do, so they didn't have to pay Christian Pirano anymore. Um, I don't they know. Probably bought out his contract. It yeah. was either buying out the contract, um, or they, whatever they wrote into his clause, uh, into his contract. You you never know. It might be in, it might be a non guaranteed contract like the NFL, but. Um, whatever they could do so they didn't have to pay him anymore. That's it because they are trying to offload everybody and it is a sinking ship over there right now. So, yeah. And, um, word on Jose is they're getting ready to kick off the second half of the season. And, and by they, it'll be interesting to see where he fits into, cause there's a new coach. And right. so far he has not been starting during their friendlies that I've seen. And I don't know if that's by design or just, and there was a, uh, the new coach came in and, and during the January window, there's a massive, um, sell off of Excellent. players and there yeah. was a massive, um, signing of players. Uh, so they got rid of like five or it seemed like every day they were getting rid of a player and signing a player. And I think they signed about seven players and they got rid of about eight. Hopefully they so, signed a goalkeeper. And, and by, weakness. <laughs> right. By they, we mean Sunayuski. Yes. Um, their weakness, honestly, is their back line. Uh, their back line's horrendous. And, and goalkeeping. Goal, the well, goalie sucks. The goalie yeah, sucks. I mean, <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm, there's no ifs, ands, or buts around that. Pretty poor. A, a lot of goals right through the hands. Um, yeah, plenty good. of them. Um, but what I will say is uh, Jose is one of the younger guys on the team. They signed a lot of veterans. They're really trying to make a big splash because they obviously want to get back up to the top to league the there in the division. second division. Um, and Jose, so in the last preseason match that they played, because they're coming back from their winter break, um, he uh, he came on in the second half. The first half was a bunch of veterans. The game was tied one to one at the half. They brought in a whole. They did a whole line change. Obviously, the the new coach is trying to see the players, see what's going on. Um, the Twitter account for Sunayuska, uh, FE, uh, fold bold, fine bold, fold bold, something. I don't, I don't speak Danish, man. Um, 
they tweeted a couple times about Jose uh, making really good plays and getting shots off and just missing. So he's creating, he's doing what he needs to do. But the but the defense that came on with them uh, is horrendous because they gave up four goals in the second half and they lost five to one against Randers, um, which I think is a Swedish team. But um, Jose is still turning heads. Uh, he's showing that he belongs there for sure. He just has a little way to go to, to prove to his coach um, what he can do. And we all know what Jose can do. And I have no doubt in my mind that he will secure a starting spot uh, a little later this season. Um, and I think Sunayuske is going to get up uh, back up to the first division. So speaking of that, with player movement, Pirano coming in, um, and there's already been some discussion online because – play their first preseason match a couple weeks from now. Um, but, you know, it's time to, to mess around with the tactical board and, you know, with the whiteboard or whatever you want to call it here. Um, I think the back four, you know, back four, or, you know, with Jordan Farr in the back three, Tanner Garcia, Manley, I think that's set pending, you know, a big, big addition coming in, which I went and rolled it out. But uh, as of yet, that's what we got. But the midfield, um, and I kind of put this more defensive midfield and then, you know, more more defensive midfield and then more of the attackers uh, up top here uh, with the exception of one Carlos Azucar, who I think can probably play on either side, uh, you, know, you know, either up top or back. So um, how do we want to kind of set this up as far as who do you think is going to – who do you think is starting as far as in the preferred lineup for 2023? Is a three-five-two. That's where we're going to play. So? Yeah, I think the two your two holy mids with PC out still. It's going to be Abu and Maloney. Those are your two holy mids, and then Pirano's going to be your attacking mid. Like that. Mm-hmm. And then on the wings, you got Gomez and Juan Carlos. Yeah, we'll yeah. switch switch sides for Azokar, and there you go. Shannon's on the right, Azokar on the left. Yep. And then Nacho and Dylan up top. I think Dylan's one. Do you think Nacho is? Yeah. Yes. Nacho's the center for Hansen. Nacho's the center forward, and Dylan's gonna be off to the uh, off to the edge, and he's gonna be in that pressing. Um, it's obviously gonna depend on the the teams we're gonna play. This um the first match we're going to have is going to be against Oakland Roots. Oakland is most likely going to be a um, bunker back and counter. So we're definitely going to need some players that can break down um, and some players that can press and press off the ball um, so we can counter press. Um, but I think we're going to roll in. I think we're going to roll in a 3-4-3. Three, three. Um, Prano is most likely going to start. He's going to be up a little bit. Um so kind of think, like this, or I you, think, do you have well, you have Bologna, Nacho in the middle, right? So this will be the interesting thing that we get to find out um, is who is going to win because there is a competition, uh, and competition is good in the team. There is going to be a competition for who is the first um, center forward. Um, is it going to be Nacho that wins it out of camp, or is it going to be uh, Kamarni Smith? Because those are the two um, center forwards that are battling for that spot. Uh, Dylan to a point, but I think Dylan is a lot more valuable out wide. Um, I think Parado pretty much has that 
that right wing spot nailed on, and then he's going to tuck inside um, at some point. So he will wow. come inside. Uh, you'll have uh, Shannon out wide, and you'll have Carter helping out Shannon out wide as well. Um, and then uh, Nico was also going to be battling for a spot. I think Nico's going to be battling with Dylan over there on that left side. And then Loera is going to be battling with Pirano. Oh. Yep, right there. Um, obviously, PC's, yeah. PC, yeah, he'll, he'll be in the middle, exactly. But we'll see if he's ready for the beginning of the season. But I think that's how pretty much we're going to set up in a 3-4-3. You have backups for each forward spot right there. Um, PC, Abu, and Maloney, they're all going to – two of them are going to play at a time, uh, and they'll rotate out. And at the same time, Maloney – and PC will uh, rotate out with a, a Zokar every once in a while. Shannon mm -hmm. will, you know, uh, Maloney will um, also Cover. switch out with uh, Gomez uh, whenever he needs a break. Uh, but that's kind of how it's going to set up. Um, we think. We think, obviously. That's how well, look, we think well, it's going to three and three five two are very similar. <laughs> they can disguise mm – -hmm. you can disguise a three four three with a three five two. Like if you can bring Perron on the wing or through the middle. So that, but that's the lineup you're going to see because they're flexible on that. But I'm concerned now, like I said, as far as backups, now you, you're going to need some, you're going to have to sign a couple of wingers and, and a couple of defenders, and maybe one or two defenders, and possibly another another central mid and, and another forward. Just like I said, just, in, just to add some depth to this team, just in case for the injuries like we had last year. I think the biggest point of um, concern that we need depth in, like I said, we have Baloney that can cover for both wings. Um, I'm pretty sure both of the outside wing uh, wing backs that we have, they could cover for each other and they can switch sides all they mm -hmm. want to. So we have that luxury. Uh, where I really think we need some backup is uh, is the back line. Uh, we only have three players there, um, and those are the starters. Uh, we need some, some backup depth back there. Uh, we also did hear... And I, I'm interested to see if it happens. Um, Sebastian Velasquez, um, who's been trying to play in Israel, obviously he's probably making more money over there. He's having a lot of difficulty over there. Apparently his team didn't even sign him up for a um, – Well, his visa. He, they never got him a work visa. visa. Right. They never signed they him up for a work visa. visa. So and, he can never play. Yeah. And it sounds like he's back in Texas, um, and he needs a team to go to. Um, and he's been with El Paso for the last couple seasons on and off. So – I think that would be okay. exactly, but I think that would be a good signing. Um, just just to get along with the forward group, Velasquez is a top player in USL. Uh, at the same time, there's uh, Jerome Kisavetter, who's was in the Bundesliga uh, a few years ago. He's been playing for El Paso and for New Mexico United. He's a free agent as well. So there's some winger depth out there uh, to sign. Uh, we'll see. Uh, We'll see where San Antonio FC goes oh, with that. Or Jordy DeLim, if you're listening, please decide that you want to continue to play soccer because <laughs> we need you. I saw I mean, Nicky Hernandez, too. <laughs> yeah, Nicky's still out there. That was those, those, those two Nikki's were. The one that surprised me. There's been no, no discussion uh, about him at all. That was the big. Uh, Spoiler alert! We're gonna go into the into the SAFC rumor mill, but um, but yeah, I have haven't heard haven't heard anything about Nicky Hernandez at all. I have one question here though for you. So twenty twenty one, we were more wing driven, right? Twenty as far as where we tack down the wing and then cross it in. Um, 
you know, for it, to me, I felt like we were more wing driven. We didn't have the big bodies up top. Where like last year with Sam, with Patino, um, even with Dylan and uh, Collier, we had big bodies up top. The team that this year's team, and like I said, I haven't seen Nico. I haven't seen uh, uh, Kamarni to really know what their size and body build is. To me, it, it almost seems like we're going away. You know, I know it's still early. Well, it's somewhat early. The only big body forward we have right now is Dylan, right? As as far as Nacho. big body, Nacho. Well, well here, here's here's a big question for you. What do you consider a big body forward? Uh, would you consider somebody my height, six one, to be a big body forward? Kind of built like Frank the Tank was, built like Patino, built like six two, six three. No, no, no. Well, but it's it's but there's that slender frame, and then there's the frame that 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 can take the beating, that can you know back it up, you know like. You know, does that make like sense? Dylan is what you're describing, like because Collier wasn't that guy. He for, but a, for, for not, a big guy. But Nacho has the speed. But, but, but Nacho is not to me. Nacho doesn't have that thick that thick frame. Oh, he's, he's, but he's strong. He's he's, he's, he's hard to knock off the yeah. wall. Yeah, I agree. My he's point was good. my point was Kamarni Smith is six one, so mm. not. Not but a I, don't, guy. Like, I guess it's more his body type than the height. Does that make sense? Whether he's, whether it's a tall, whether it's a thin six one or one that's got some meat on the bones. But a lot of it is how you play with that frame too. Because like right. Collier didn't play that like <laughs> traditional. Like yeah, you cross it and I'm gonna head it, dude. He had a lot of like foot foot uh, foot skills, you know. Twinkle toes, I believe, is what yeah. they called him. Yeah, he had a lot of yeah, a lot of wiggle. Ask you. That to me is the um, that to me is kind of the interesting. Well, here's a for that here. Here's a little twist. Hold on, real quick. So, Kamarni Smith is six one. Santiago Patino. Anybody want to guess his height? Six one. Six one. Six, one, six, one, six two. Yeah. Six one. Same height. So there you go. I'm not just talking. I'm talking about the body. I'm talking more about the body build. You know the you know. Sure. To, me, to me, to me, as a bigger guy, that that being able to take the take the beating and Collier is a good example where hey, he's a big guy, but he does he didn't really you know take take the contact here. Uh, well, not that he didn't, you know, he could, but that wasn't his games. And and as I mentioned here, I do think Coach Marcino will have some things changed up as well, uh, just from you know you know what worked in twenty twenty two. Uh, you know he's going to want to put some new film out for 2023. Uh, so did we already cover all the uh, rumor mail, or did we want to finish that up? One more. As we're speaking of Santiago Patino, we did see a rumor um, that he is out of San Jose Earthquakes uh, preseason camp for whatever reason. This is this is a rumor from a news outlet um, overseas. Um that has a pretty good following and I guess a decent reputation. Just because you have a big following doesn't mean you have a great reputation, but at the same time, we'll take their word for it. Uh, but Patino is out of San Jose Earthquakes preseason camp, but he is getting a lot. He's drawing a lot of interest from Brazilian teams as well as Turkish teams. And obviously he has a lot of interest here in the USL as well as MLS. So kind of, Life's his oyster right now, so he gets to decide where he wants to go if he wants to challenge himself abroad. If he wants to go closer to home, i.e. Colombia, he can go um, – Colombia, excuse me. He can go to Brazil. Uh, we heard um, 
Internacional, which was um, Roladinho's team, uh, Pato's team. Um, uh, well, Santos. Thank you, Santos. Pele. I can't think of the dang thing. Yeah, Santos, which is Pele's team, is apparently drawing interest. Um, Chapo Kowazi, which is the uh, – well, let's not go through that. Chapo Kowazi, another Brazilian team, they're showing interest, <laughs> as well as a couple teams that I can't pronounce in Turkey. So um, don't make me try, please. It's I, not – it's not Beshitash or Galatasaray. That one I would have covered, but yeah. I, the I, others... I'm concerned about the Brazilian teams because, you know, with remember when Nathan, he went back to his team and they had like eight forwards on their squad. Yeah, they get buried in the depth chart, yeah. <laughs> and that's, and I yeah. wonder if, if they'll bury him in the death because Sant Santos yeah. is probably loaded and so is International. They're probably loaded too. I think, you know, maybe the better chances of Chapo or because I think they're not as built as like those two other big Brazilian club teams. And then they're also the ones in Turkey, but hopefully maybe he'll come back to us. Cause, I was going to say the two on those is best buy. <laughs> because even though those USL teams, are maybe that offered them more money, maybe they already spent that money. Yeah, you, they don't have the money to. The two on those is the best spot. It's home. Yeah, come he's home. better off coming back. <laughs> come home. Come on home, Santi. So, hey, you know, since we're talking rumors, and this is just uh, rumors here, uh, prior to the show I saw that uh, – there is a floating rumor that Dom Dyer is going to land in Phoenix. So we'll, we'll see if that actually uh... floating rumor. Is that a, is that a balloon joke or <laughs> <that Yeah>. really... <laughs> <laughs> not intended, but yeah. uh, it's one that I'm like, Aah. yeah, from apparently somebody, some, some Phoenix some rising, some Phoenix rising fan did some, uh, it is a recognition Phoenix rising fan, but I'm all like, cause he, he's, I don't believe he's playing MLS. So he hasn't played MLS for a couple seasons. Yeah, he's been a while. Yeah, I so I could now. I could see him land in 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 Phoenix for uh, that here, but uh, that would be interesting. Just as a you know U.S. Men's National Team fan, that you know if, if to be able to see uh, an older Dom Dwyer uh, come to Toyota Field, uh, that would be kind of interesting. Promotion schedule, Royce, you had on the list here as far as fun ideas for uh, the promotional schedule. I know we I know we uh, talked about the um, two Fiesta matches uh, for that here, um, and then so, so I'm assuming that's a slam. I'm assuming that would be a slam dunk, at, you know, you know, for the club, but. Uh, Absolutely. To, 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 to intro it. Um, Your thoughts from, on the promotions. Right. From what we've heard, um, the promotional schedule will come out in a week or two. Um, hopefully later this week. If not, it'll be next week. Obviously, they're still finalizing what the promotions are going to be, what the gifts are going to be, and they have to order all that stuff. Um, they also have to order the STM prizes and everything. So they kind of got to sort out what they're going to do. Um, but so we're going to separate this into two categories and we'll go around the horn and, and I'll ask, uh, the first category is going to be, um, promotional items. So, um, so let's not go with season ticket stuff. Let's just go with kind of what the, what the general, uh, fan is going to get, um, as far as promotional items, like, a you know, first 5,000 fans get this, um, I have what my favorite's going to be, and 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 I'll introduce it here in a bit. Um, but uh, let's start with uh, Robert. What would you? What is your number one thing? What would you like 
SAFC to have as a giveaway. Um, you know, walk in the gate, first 5,000 get what? Jordan Farr Bobblehead. Yes. <laughs> Jordan Farr Bobblehead. That's what I'd want. Yes, sir. Okay. Rafa, what would you prefer? I think for maybe the Copa Tejas games and also the the friendlies, uh, those those fit, those half and half uh, scarves. Okay, those would be cool. I think yeah. fans would love those that have you know one size SAFC, the other side the arrival. I think that's they need to start doing stuff like that. Like we see that in so the South American, even the European teams they have those commemorative scarves for for those those important games. And Harry, what is the um, first 5,000 people in the gate promotional item? What would you like to see as a giveaway this season? Since they didn't give away the uh, season ticket member shirts, you know, the, the, that you normally get, the, you, they give a discount uh, to uh, the soccer factory. Um, I'd like for them, uh, for the first game, to give away a uh, – SAFC with the star shirt on it, just in the middle, and then you can have the sponsors in the back, or however you want to, you know, however you want to do it. But I think that'd be pretty cool for the first five thousand, or you know, yeah. all those lines here to kind of uh, uh, remember every, last year. Everybody in the gate, everybody in the gate gets this shirt has a has a crest, has a star, like as a giveaway. That's pretty good. That that's not bad. Um, I for me, there's kind of two things I would like to see. I would like to see uh, whatever banner that they put up um for the championship at toyota field i would like a mini version of that uh, as a like the scorpions one or or a magnet right exactly or a magnet or, or something. Like, what's up harry i'll be right back hold on okay yeah, one you're good. as uh, small as the what is that the nyc one uh, you yeah. mean something like this <laughs> it was like exactly big... yeah yeah i was going perfect. to get that i have i have two of those yes oh, i knew awesome. exactly where one was yes perfect yeah, that would be that would be great. That that's would be a great. Yeah, that'd be cool. I honestly, I would like to see that, but that's kind of my second choice, my number one choice. Obviously, I would love a bobblehead series. Bring back the bobbleheads. This Rafa one, I put this on top of my Christmas tree for as long as it'll stay there before my wife complains about it and I have to put the actual <laughs> star up. This goes on top of my Christmas tree every year. Um, still the best giveaway they've ever done. Um, they need to bring it back for sure. Do one. Do one. Uh, um. You know, one one a season or something. How long has it been since they wore this away jersey? I mean, that's the that's the opening year. To the no, Piranha that, one. It's the second one. That is not the opening year. The mm. opening year was just a plain white T-shirt. It was a white T-shirt with a red Toyota, and and the badge. This is the second season. This is the second. Yeah, with the gray. So yeah, with the gray sleeves. That was the second year season. Um, that's the only jersey that uh, Ben Hester, um. Noted fan, noted Jordan Farr, do 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 to do. Um, that's the only jersey that he is missing on his list where he does the power rankings of the SAFC jerseys. He is missing that the first away jersey of the first season. So get on that, Ben. What are you doing, man? <laughs> um, and then the second part of the question, um, that we'll go through is what special match day celebration would you like to see this season? So, um I say, obviously, I think it's going to happen. It's fireworks. It gets people out. July 1st, that match against Birmingham City, uh, we are going to get uh, a 4th of July independent. Well, it's not 4th of July. Independence Day um, uh, celebration with fireworks and whatnot. 
that's when that's going to take place. Uh, we have two uh, home matches during Fiesta. Um, so we should get a celebration, at least one Fiesta celebration, if not two this year. Hopefully they're as good or one's, you know, the second one's better than the first. Uh, we'll probably have a couple Fiestas. Um, I would imagine we have another Pride Night. We always have uh, a Military Appreciation Night because this is Military City USA. Um, kind of what what uh, outside the box game day promotion celebration would y'all like to see? Let's start with Harry. What was that one more time? So this is well. Let's go to Robert, um, and then we'll go back there. I guess I guess uh, I have a, a couple that come to mind. Some kind of like college theme night where they get all the college team, uh, universities, like some kind of where they bust them in, bring them in, make them. I mean, that's how you build the fandom is continuing to get like younger generation, like involved in it and excited. And then some of, some of that nature kind of piques my interest as far as, you know, generating like, a, you know, I guess future fandom. That would be interesting to do um, to do a college rivalry night. And then to have the call, you know, college students in two different sections of the stadium and see who gets louder and have them kind of do a competition there while there's a rivalry on the field. So like a, like a Copa Tejas night. I think they need to do what they, what the Texas Rangers do is that they sell tickets and that if you go to that game for the college night, it's the color of the university. So if you have like a promo, like a, like a, the Jersey, but in the uh, UTSA color night, then you have Trinity, then you have St. Mary's, you have uh, Tamusa, then the Alamo Colleges. You know, you, they. I know the Rangers kind of spread them out, so that's probably the best way to do it is have a special colored T-shirt with the SFC logos, but in the in the university's jersey, you know, colors for that. I think that's probably the best way to do it because it's they would have to probably contact in order to bring students. They probably have to dish out some free tickets and give them out to the director of student life so that uh, that would be a lot of red tape for that it, it sounds perfect for a wednesday night though like when attendance is down like i mean you know pump attendance that way i'm saying do it in august when uh college uh initially when classes start i think that'd be a bad thing uh rafa what would you like to see um i would probably do i don't they should do maybe a season ticket appreciation night and I know the Spurs kind of do something. They do something like that. They appreciate all the season ticket holders. I think they need to do one for your season. You know, same thing with SAFC. I know other teams do it. Um, I don't see why not. They can give like a, you know, like I said, maybe they should have finally give Harry the the nice gold diamond pin. <laughs> pin. <laughs> <laughs> we we can all get the nice diamond pin. It <laughs> pin. You know, something like that for at least. Or and also recognizing, you know, some people that have been season ticket holders for a long time, like giving them like, hey, for if you've been a season ticket for more than five years, get a little a five year pin or a ten year pin or something like that. I think that's what they need to do for a season a season ticket appreciation. I, that's what they really need. And Harry, um, if they could do a, like a game promotion theme night, what would you like to see? So I have two of them. One. Because I think the Scorpion started 10 years ago this year, 2013. So to have kind of a 10-year um, night where you recognize, you know, Gordon Hartman, because I do think that's one thing that, that SAFC hasn't done yet, is to recognize what he's done and being able to build Toyota Field uh, along those lines. 
number two, um, have kind of a high school uh, night. Maybe you know, maybe during the day, um, have a boys, you know, a boys match, a girls match um, at Toyota Field because I have seen them played there. And then at night, kind of you know, recognize you know the you know whether it's the you know my son my San Antonio best eleven or or whatever you know whatever, but kind of you know kind of invite the high school community. Uh, to, you know, and parents to, um, uh, you know, to Toyota Field, and that could be something that you do early in the season. You know, uh, you know, April, Mayish before school gets out, and that way you can recognize you know some of the top uh, you know soccer athletes for both boys and girls. Um, you know, in the area, probably have to do an all-star game. Yeah. Yeah. So, so we're basically saying have a local night. Uh, have a local lo- a local soccer night uh, to where you can have like the local colleges or local high schools, whoever kind of went to playoffs, kind of invite those teams to come and be recognized. Um, and also obviously uh, uh, get seats and watch the game. And something that Oklahoma City did, they did a first responders. They actually had, you know, the policemen versus firefighters. And there's, I actually have a scarf that, you know, because it happened to be, you know, at a, you know, pre-match before uh, SAFC played them, but, you know, the, you know, the fire, you know, the, the, the firemen and the police departments played each other, you know, along those lines. I think just something creative where, where you, you, you bring in the local community um, and, and, you know, yeah, obviously you're going to touch base with, with some, uh, you know, you, you know, some soccer fans, but to be able to kind of help grow the game, you know, along those lines yeah. uh, before that. Yeah, that'd be an interesting twist on um, on military appreciation night is have like an Air Force versus Army. Air Force soccer. versus, you know, non-Air right. non Force. Because uh, I know there's what Army, Navy, um, and Marines that are stationed in, in San Antonio. So. Right. There's Space Force as well. And I'd imagine there's Coast Guard not too far from here. So uh, I'm obviously Corpus and in, in, uh, in Houston. Uh, for the Coast Guard, but um, yeah, I mean, could do that, uh, and it would be Air Force versus everybody else because Air Force is going to win. <laughs> so we already know that. Um, but they can beat a balloon; they can beat anybody. So what are we talking? About? It, or even local night, like restaurants, like like just it can expand beyond that, just to like celebrate the San Antonio culture, like bring in like traditional, you know, food trucks, yeah. whatever. Yeah, whatever local local San Antonio food trucks, yeah. local San Antonio beer. Yeah, just have a local night. Uh, yeah, that probably, sounds. They can call it two one zero night. <laughs> Celebrate the two one zero. Defend two one zero, and then yeah. it's two one zero night. Yeah, maybe the Mar Marbuck Mop Top Hair Night. <laughs> well, well, you we know what? We get the wigs for that. <laughs> Leave it to Rafa to ruin everything. Good. <laughs> Dude, go back to Austin. Come on. Now. Hey, we did have we did have the Cardoni Beard Night because everyone was wearing beards. Cardoni Beard Night. Yeah, we did have that. So Royce, uh, before we move on to the goodbyes, because I'm trying to get you out on time here, um, I can't believe we're going to stop with the Marbach haircut. Oh man! Okay, okay. do you want to add, add to that or no? No, no. I think Marbach haircut and Mike Taylor kind of goes hand in hand, right? Oh, buddy. Oh. oh. <laughs> Come on. Anyway, that's, that's, so... that's a pretty good transition. That's. <laughs> You guys are killing me today. So kind of before we uh, wrap things up, um, this is something that I have volunteered for for the last three years. Um, it's a charity barbecue. Uh, it's a barbecue cook-off. It's a barbecue competition plus a barbecue plate sale um, separate from the event. 
Um, and it is uh, Mike Taylor's event. It's his face on the event. Uh, but a group of us, just kind of fans of a show and just in general, just charitable people will put it on. And it is at the uh, Salvation Army Boys and Girls Club um, off uh, Peacock Road. Um, and all the proceeds go to the Boys and Girls Clubs uh, uh, to help them. I know uh, we paid for um, uh, a bunch of a series of field trips during the summer. So the kids got to have a lot of real neat opportunities and some science arenas. Um, uh, which is great for them. Uh, we've also paid for uh, a bunch of equipment. Um, they just got a new gym floor, uh, which uh, part of the proceeds uh, we paid for. Uh, they got new um, new cafeteria tables. So it, it's all for the kids, and that, that's really where all this money goes to. Uh, and as a breakdown on the event, there's an actual barbecue cook-off. So it's uh, 15 bucks just to get into that or 25 for a VIP ticket. The $25 will uh, pay for a, a plate of food. It'll play, uh, pay for one of the drive through plates that we're going to sell. And the plates have, uh, they're going to have chicken, uh, sausage, rice and beans in the fixing. So it's it's a it's a loaded plate. Uh, and 25 also comes with a t uh, an event t-shirt. Um, and it gets entry under the grounds. And on the grounds, we're going to have some bands play. And um, there's a bunch of celebrity judges that are going to be judging the barbecue. Uh, a lot of local celebrities uh, will be there um, in the previous years. We've had, you know, old school WWF or WWE wrestlers. We've had, you know, local news um, personalities. Um, so that's always fun. Uh, uh, strangely enough, a lot of social media influencers. Um, so uh, that's always fun. $15 just gets you a ticket on the grounds. You don't get the plate of food. You don't get the T-shirt, but you get to go on the grounds. Um, at the same time, um, there's going to be 26 teams competing they're only going to serve a very small size to the judges for competition they're going to make a whole crap load of food and they just give it away so as long as you're on the grounds you can pretty much eat all you can eat barbecue all day um so it's a fun event at the same time if you can't go to the event it is on april 1st this is not an april fool's day joke it's on april 1st um it's from 10 to 4 um, if you can't make it out to the event, but you kind of want to partake, uh, we are selling um, plate drive tickets. So it's basically you just drive up, you pick up a plate of food and you go. Uh, we're selling those for $10 a piece. So um, you can see my handle there, Royce the Voice. Um, the O's are zeros. Just DM me or just tweet at me uh, if you're interested uh, in any of uh, buying anything for the event, uh, whether it's, you know, just some plates in the plate sale, or if you'd like to go to the event and you're interested in a VIP ticket or regular ticket, just let me know. Um, uh, I have the tickets with me and, uh, we can meet up or, you know, uh, you can also, uh, scan the QR code there on the flyer that Harry has on the uh, show. And that QR code will take you to how to, um, uh, purchase tickets. We are also, um, I believe we're going to have a, a, a silent auction as well. There's going to be some pretty exciting, um, pretty exciting um, prizes for those uh, that win the uh, uh, that silent auction. So, Pre previous years they asked for volunteers for the event. Is that something that you guys are? Still we as well? definitely we definitely need volunteers, um, and I've kind of become the de facto uh, volunteer coordinator. We're going to need uh, volunteers for, we're going to have a little kid zone so kids can come in. We're going to have bouncy houses and face painting and stuff like that. Uh, we're going to need uh, volunteers to help me in the little drive-through. 
uh, just for traffic. Um, so when people want to pick up their plates, we can have that run smoothly. Um, and just volunteers, you know, just kind of cleaning up or um, just kind of be food runners. We definitely need food runners as well. So uh, if you just want to volunteer, once again, reach out to me and I'll put you uh, I'll put you in touch with the uh, the proper people you need to be in touch with. I may have started the show out wrong or slow or however you want to word it, but I teed you up pretty well for that one. Not bad. Not bad. I don't know about the haircut, but not bad. Not bad. <laughs> Final thoughts. Uh Robert, uh, the Kirk Cousins internet held, held up uh, well oh. uh, compared to the start. Uh, but, uh, you like that? Yeah, I like you like that? that? I really do. Yeah, I definitely do. No, but I mean, like, like I said, uh, it's been a little bit slow in terms of like news for SCFC. Hopefully, it picks up. Hopefully, they start announcing, uh, you know, a little bit of depth, roster moves, stuff like that. You know, just to kind of get the juices flowing again. And I'm looking forward to the uh, the night when we're allowed to go there on I believe on the 20th when when season ticket holders can go watch the practice. So. Um, that's about, yeah, that's about all I got for now. Rafa? I was looking for, like Robert said, more player signings to fill out those rosters and looking for for that first scrimmage to see how we look. I like how what happened to El Paso getting skunked by Austin FC, but I'm sure they have their academy players playing. Um, <laughs> but like I said, just looking forward to see how all these, you know, just the start of the season goes. And then also, Oh, uh, the New Jerseys should be coming in what next this this coming week, I think. So looking forward to that, and then also, and then me and you, me and Harry, like I said for the hopefully, like I said Wednesday recap, be Wednesday. like I said for the Wednesday for the high school show. So make sure to check that out. A lot, a lot, a lot of controversy I <laughs> see on Twitter. We're going to discuss, but but some great games. I went to two two great games this past week. So shout out to Piper High School and shout out to to Soto Mayota and also Brennan and also to uh, to Veterans Memorial for having me come out for their games so one thing that i wanted to touch off before we'll let uh, royce uh, finish up here uh april 1st uh safc plays at monterey bay now we don't know, have the exact time frame but unlike last year where uh, royce uh did the barbecue cook-off and then went to a san antonio fc match uh for that here uh so like i said here it's not look like safc if they're playing in california most likely that'll be a late game uh, for that here where, you know, it's kicking off probably eight, nine o'clock our time. So if it is 10 to four, you'll still be able to go uh, volunteer or participate in the event um, and still have enough time to get home before the San Antonio FC match uh, and rest up a little bit. Royce, your final thoughts before we, we get we get it out and we're uh, well under an, an hour unless you, you take uh, five minutes. <laughs> um. Bring back a bobblehead series. Let's go. <laughs> That's all I got. All right. What's life without goals? We're out of here. Thank you for everybody tuning in. Uh, we'll uh, hopefully advertise a little bit more on Twitch, YouTube, Facebook, on both accounts, and Twitter going forward here. And, and I'll get the correct stream uh, started here. <laughs> so, but what's life without goals? So we're out of here. See you. Peace.